Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to bringing value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston, an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. Today, I have brought yet another great thought leader to you to share some wisdom and hopefully help you along your path to success. So today, I'd like to introduce you to Coach Rick Colster, Chief Coaching Officer at Peak Performance Group, a company that is dedicated to providing companies with the tools and knowledge needed to implement a leadership development program for high potential employees. His company offers corporate leadership and sales development, team building programs, strategy development, and executive coaching. And its mission is to improve your business's performance and provide a successful business strategy. Rick is also an international speaker, motivator, and author, and is all about the bald truth, a straightforward, no-nonsense approach. Welcome to the show, Rick. Thanks, Casey. Thanks for having me. And yes, it is all about the bald truth, straightforward, no-nonsense, no-holds-barred. You know, I love that the first time that you and I actually sat down on a one-on-one that you gave me your book and you signed it. And when I opened it up to see how you signed it, and I think that kind of needs to be the theme for our show today, as you said, roll them. Roll them. Roll up your sleeves and get to work. Let's get to work then. Let's do it. Let's get it done. So I'm so excited that you have agreed to come and do a lunch and learn for our team tomorrow. And we are going to be talking about getting what you want in 2020 and beyond and really setting some firm goals. How important is goal setting in relation to the job seeking process? Goal setting is in relation to any process is probably one of the most important things that you can do. We have, we set goals all the time, but we don't really establish how to achieve them. That's the challenge that we keep finding is as you set goals, you kind of let them sit to the wayside. Mm-hmm. We set resolutions, beginning of the year, 2020, what are your vision? And what, what happens is while we set the goals, we don't have a plan to achieve them. So in your job search, you may have a goal to get a job, but what's your plan of action to do that? What are the things it's gonna to take to get there? The steps it's gonna to take to achieve that goal for yourself? Awesome. You know, I recently set a goal for myself, and I didn't even know that I was setting it. Um, and you were instrumental in helping me. Yes. Yes. And because I remember when I met you the first time, do you remember what I said to you when I met you? Remind me. You said so many things. I know, right? Since then. I, I walked up and I said, I need to get to know you better. Yeah, yes. Because I was just, I'd heard you talking around the groups, and I was just so fascinated by what you were saying. And I was like, I need to know this person. And so, the bald truth, I just told you, I need to know you. Well, there's, there's the first step in getting what you want. Telling them. Telling someone yeah. what you want in your life. That's the beauty of it. If you know what you want, just go up, grab it, and do it. Yeah, and don't be afraid. You know, I, years and years ago when I started the company, I started the Peak Performance Group in 2003, and I had to establish some criteria. Mm-hmm. And it is mapped out in the book, Roll Up Your Sleeves and Get to Work. It was... Here are the 12, I call them the 12 commandments. Here are the 12 commandments for success, as according to Coach Rick. Number one is, do it. 
just do it right and number two is well if you're not going to do it now when are you going to do it i like bottom that. line i like that do it now and if not now when will you do it put a plan in place that's it take the action it's all about bottom line taking action that is so amazing so i love when we had our one-on-one -on -one that we were talking about because i was fascinated by you being a coach and for especially for doing it for so long and you were so willing to put me on the right path to gain my own coaching certification sure. and that was huge and I think a year from now we'll be having this conversation again and it's going to be really interesting to hear that you know how that path has progressed well it'll be a much different conversation a year from now because of your growth what's going on we're all growing you know, a lot of times we worry about competition, and that's one of the things that I learned years and years ago is don't worry about the competition. It, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to all have competition. So if I was worried about you becoming into my market space, my space as a competitor, what would I be doing to myself? Definitely. I embrace it. I embrace other coaches coming into the marketplace because we can all help it. We can all make not just get our own slice of the pie, but make the pie bigger. That's just such a great way to look at it. And, I, and I'm so thankful that you do look at it that way and that you were willing to share with me. So thank you for that, oh, for sure. It's a pleasure. It's a privilege. So let's talk about goal setting just real quick. And can you tell us a little bit about your process? Because, and I think you told me this the day that we met, is like you take some of the processes and you make it your own. So you've made yeah. your goals your own. Are you call mm -hmm. them the smart way? I call them smart way. Okay. And there's a secondary called GoSat, because I'm all about the GPS. Okay. Goal planning system. Gotcha. So the, over the big picture, it's the GPS, the goal planning system. The goal planning system, just like your GPS in your car, on your watch, on your phone, wherever it is, just like we have that, we have, then we have subcomponents. Mm -hmm. So how do we get to where we want to go? Well, the SMART way really stands for how are you going to establish the goal? In your mind, your mind is the most powerful tool that we have. The brain is the most powerful tool that you have. How are you using it? So SmartWay stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistically high and irrelevant, time-bound, they must be written, aligned, and they've got to be yours. I like that little extra piece, the well, written, aligned, and yours. Yeah. We've used Smart forever. Yep. And, I, you know, look, I'm not trying to recreate the wheel when I do this. I'm just trying to make it my own. Mm -hmm. So Smart has been used forever and ever. You can look it up. You can Google it. Do whatever you want. You'll find it. Trust yep. me. But I said, how do I make it Coach Rick's? Well, we're supposed to write our goals down, and a goal that's not written down is just a dream. I, I find that to be so true. I try to, you know, we do goal-setting meetings every Friday with my team, and I'm like, where's your goal sheet? Yeah. I want you to write down what you're going to accomplish. Yeah, and when you write it down, it makes it real. Mm -hmm. And every year I send out to everyone who wants, whether it's on social media, old clients, whatever, my GPS sheet for the year. It encompasses the nine basic areas of your life, and for everyone to set three goals in each area. And I guarantee, even if you never look at them again, ever look at those again, you will start accomplishing them because you put them down and committed to them. And now I often have the conversation with people that they will – put them in their phone and put them on the computer as opposed to writing them down and they feel like this is enough. What are your thoughts on that? Whatever works for you. Okay. I'm a big paper guy. I'm kind of an old school guy. I'm a paper, pen, writing down because the actual physical thing of writing it down 
the action of writing it down makes it real for me. Now, today's generation, they don't even know what pen and paper is. <laughs> we have to understand that. The reality is, is we're changing. Modalities are changing. Um, I teach a, a big leadership program for a number of states throughout the country, and everything is online now. It used to be a big binder of stuff we would teach them, but now it's all online because that's what they're used to. So I, what I've read, and I'm just, I just want to bring this up, is that there is something that happens in your brain when you actually write it down mm -hmm. that will help you be more successful. I'm not saying you won't be successful if you put it in your phone or on your computer, but I think there's magic that happens when you write it down. There's a physical connection. Yeah. You know, there's a kinesthetic connection to, to holding a pen and writing it. Now, we're able to do that. Remember, everything's becoming modernized. Right. Everything's becoming electronic. Um, and even here, we're electronic. We now have tablets. But you notice they still have pens and they still oh, write. Oh, good point. So we're still getting that. It's just not paper and pen. You know, the caveman used, uh, you know, a chisel and a stone. We're used paper and pen and quills, and they had, you know, in the days they had quills and, and ink. Dip it now ink. you dip the ink. Now we've got ballpoint pens, we've got gel pens, we've got all this. And now we've got electronic got paper. They say the electronic paper is going to outdo regular paper by 2030. Well, okay. more electronic paper than regular paper. And that's good. I mean, we do need to save the planet, right? Of course. So, so. Pardon me, looking for a job can feel overwhelming at times for our candidates. What advice can you share with job seekers to set small goals that can create a path to a job offer in the future? We all live for those BHAGs. BHAGs. BHAGs, you know. Big, hairy, audacious goals. <laughs> I thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? I wasn't sure where that was going. I was like, should I have known about this beforehand? BHAGs are big, hairy, audacious goals. We all set that of this huge job or this huge thing we want to accomplish. Take small bites. It goes back to, and old adages are old adages because mm -hmm. they're true. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yes, take small bites. Get yourself right. Get your resume ready. Set a goal to have X amount of interviews. Prepare. What do you have to do to be able to be ready for when that opportunity presents itself to you? That is awesome. There's also um, a book by Brian Tracy, I think, sure. Eat That Frog. Yeah. Hear that? Which is along the same principles, which is, you know, you take that biggest task of the day mm -hmm. and you tackle that first, which is kind of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're job searching, the biggest task, and this is something that I hear from a lot of candidates is, well, I haven't updated my resume. Well, how are you going to get a job if you don't update your resume? That's right. You've got you to know, set those small goals. And I love Brian Tracy. I've actually know Brian Tracy. You know everybody. Uh, not everyone, but I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it. You know, I'm down to the last uh, one billion to meet. There you go. And it, it's do the most unpleasant task first, which is that where it comes, eat the frog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you have to eat a frog, first thing you have to do in the morning is eat a frog. That's pretty nasty. Yep. So once you can get that, the rest of the day is cake. Exactly. That's <laughs> awesome. So in your book, um, Roll Up Your Sleeves and Get to Work, it highlights three keys to playing to win. The right attitude, commitment to your goals, and a clear plan of action. What advice can you share with our listeners to help them have the right attitude to start their day? Yeah, attitude is the number one thing, and that's why it's number one in the book for me. Attitude is really what makes all the difference. Attitude is about having the right mindset. 
So how do they get the right attitude? It's mindset. It's making a decision to have the right attitude. Do you wake up in the morning and go, oh, God, i got to get out of bed. It's going to be a cruddy day. Oh, it's rainy. Like today, it's a rainy day. I'm like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. No. How do you get out of bed? You go, bam, I want to get out of bed. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make something happen. And if you jump out of bed, like the first thing you see in the morning is when you jump out of bed, the devil goes, uh-oh, he's up. <laughs> That's the best way to be because now they're waiting for you. Now, boom, you're ready to go. That's the right thing. So for any candidate that's looking and say, okay, how do you embrace the day? Today's going to be a great day. Wake up and go, yes, it's going to be a great day. Exactly. You know, a couple of things there. I have um, one of my friends is a laughter coach, and she says that when you laugh, even with it's fake, mm -hmm. if it's fake, your mind doesn't know that it's fake, and so it releases those same endorphins, right? Absolutely. And I think that pertains to what you're saying because your mind, if you get up and say, it's going to be a great day, it's going to be, oh, Okay, and it's going to look for ways to make that true. That's right. Your mind doesn't know what's real and what's not real. Right. It knows what you tell it. So if you tell it, it's going to be a great day. It's going to find it to be a yeah. great day. It's it's kind of like um, when I forgot to use for guys. You know, it's kind of the reason we wake up in the middle of the night and we hear a bump in the middle of the night, and we wake up with a baseball bat and our boxers walking around the house looking for a robber when it was just a cat knocked over a plant. Right. Because you know, our adrenaline, our, we're telling ourselves, somebody in the house, yes. somebody in the house, somebody in the house. So we're ready to go, and even physiologically, our bodies change. That's the different part is when you tell your mind tells it, your body does it. Your behaviors change when you tell your mind something. So the job candidates, the best thing I can tell you is this. Get the right mindset and your body will follow. That is, that we could just stop the podcast here. Mic drop. That was a good one. <laughs> and I love that you harp so much on, not harp, but you emphasize how important mindset is because everything starts with your mindset. It's, you know, if, and we had, um, a representative from Tony Jerry come in and do um, a lesson on strategic thinking and he was sharing with us and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before about your reticular I'm gonna get this wrong reticular activator system yeah absolutely right yeah and he's like you're that can only process a hundred pieces of information like a second Something a minute like anyway like it's limited it's mm -hmm. finite and the problem is it has to filter but it filters based on what you tell it to filter. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to lose weight, it's going to filter that information that's going to prove to you you can never lose weight. You're absolutely right. What your brain, brain, what your brain tells you, mm -hmm. what you tell your brain to tell yourself, is real. Yeah. Just like driving down the, the freeway. We've all driven down the freeway, right? You drive down the freeway, and you're doing the speed limit just like everybody else driving down the road, and you see a state trooper sitting on the side of the road. Matter of fact, I did that this morning. I saw a state trooper sitting on the side of the road. What happened to my right foot? It's, it came off. It was like, woo. Did you hit the brakes? No. Oh. <laughs> but I knew I wasn't speeding because I was traveling. It was raining. I was traveling. But as soon as I saw the state trooper, my, I just kind of pulled back. Yep. My foot had a mind of its own because I don't want to get a ticket. I don't want to get away, sit in the air. I don't need the insurance raises, all that kind of stuff that we sure. think about. Absolutely. Um, and something else I was going to bring up about mindset. Oh, so... One of the things that I've read that and that I do that I think is so important in the mornings is I write out what I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not, if I'm not grateful for something, I will make something. I don't make it up, but I will sit there <laughs> until I figure it out, right? And I also I check in with my mood in the morning just to see where I'm at and how I need to change that. Mm -hmm. And I can usually change that based on whatever my gratitude is. 
that, and that's perfect. You're absolutely right. I have a day planner. It's got sections, and one of the sections is, what are you grateful for today? Mm -hmm. How do I wake up? Is it my grandson? Is it my kids? Is it my wife? Is it the business that I have? The opportunities that are in front of me? So just whatever it is, something tiny every single day. Just, hell, you got up and had a great cup of coffee. Absolutely. What are you grateful for? And I would even go a step further, and, and I'm not doing this as well as I used to, but bookend your days with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So before you go to bed, write down something you're grateful for because you're going to go to bed with feeling that gratitude. And that's a great, that's a great way to go to bed. That's a great way to think because, what you, again, what you tell yourself, that's what you're going to be able to feel, and you'll sleep on that. So let's talk about the job seeker that is just so stuck in that negative mindset because they've been looking for a job for six months and they can't find it, and now they're getting desperate. How do we help them change their mindset? How do they help themselves change that mindset? Find that one thing that you're good at. Find the one thing that you are good at and do it. Do it well. Continue to do it well and continue to practice it. If you speak, practice speaking. Get up, you know, as a professional speaker, I get up and sometimes I have to practice. So practice my speeches. Practice in the mirror. Practice that. Get yourself in the right rhythm. Life is about rhythm. I mean, we talk about balance, but mm -hmm. rhythm is how we really live. We find a rhythm in our lives, and sometimes you get in that downward spiral rhythm. Yes. So you got to turn <laughs> it around and turn it into an upward spiral rhythm, where it really works in your in your to your advantage and in your benefit. Oh, that is so good. I was just thinking about that because, you know, I mean, we all know, know those people that they're just like nothing ever good is going to happen for me, and nothing's going to go my way and why does this person always get things you know handed yeah. to them and really in truth those people aren't getting things handed to them they're focusing on what they want and those opportunities and recognizing those opportunities when they're made available and when you're a job seeker and you do that guess what your interviewer knows that yes they feel it desperation. they can innately feel that desperation come in with confidence yep. i'm the best one of the things that i found is is really good is incantations Okay. Some people call them affirmations. You okay. call them incantations. Is I'm an excellent interviewer. I'm a person that's superb at my job, what I do, my skill set. Tell yourself that. And then you're able to exhibit that in your behavior, in your interviews, everything. Go in and go in with your intention. I am someone who is great at what I do. You know, and even if you're not keep telling yourself that because mm -hmm. you will be. I mean, That's right. I have my... At least you believe it. Yeah, I don't know what else does. <laughs> I have my morning, I call them mantras, yeah. and that's, you know, some of the things I do, I'm, I kind of, when I first started saying them, I would cringe just a little bit because I'm like, that's not really me, but as I kept doing them, it became me. Mm -hmm. And so I was really, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in all things woo-woo, though. And I know that that's not really woo-woo, that there's a lot of science behind that, but some people see it that way. No, it's not woo-woo. It is. And I learned this, gosh, when I first moved to Texas, uh, the second time when I moved back to Texas, in 93, my boss told me, become who you want to be. Like, what? What does that mean? Become the person you want to be. Right? I wanted to be the VP. Mm -hmm. So I had to become that inside of me. I had to begin to act, think, and even dress like that. And this was back almost 30 years ago when we did wear suits. I was thinking about that today. The cover of my book has me with a tie. I said, that's probably the last time I wore a tie. <laughs> it's 
so, so, but I wore these really sharply cut double-breasted suits and tab collars and ties, and I walked in like I, w- I owned the joint. Right. I was the VP in my brain. No, I wasn't on my title on my door or my <laughs> business card, but I was the VP. Right. And I acted like that. I behaved like that, and ultimately I became that. That is such great advice. Say that one more time so they don't miss it. So become who you want to be. In your brain, become that person, that, how, they, how they think, how they act, how they dress. And I used to do things that would get me there. I, I surrounded myself with people that I didn't go to work with my peers, or I didn't go to lunch with my peers. Mm. I went to lunch with the boss. And it wasn't a brown nose, it wasn't sucking up, because a bunch of us would go. But what I wanted to do is I want to hear what he had to say. I want to learn his mindset. I want to learn how he was thinking. And I wanted to become who he was. And today, Glenn lives in Austin. He's retired. And he's still one of my mentors and still one of my favorite people in the world because he helped me understand where I needed to go and helped me really get that mindset myself. That is amazing. And, you know, and it's so important, I point this out often, is that you are the average of the five people closest to you. Absolutely. That's not me that said that. It's... uh who said that? I'll have to look it up and get back to you guys. We'll put it in the show notes or something, but that's not a Casey original. Um, but And that's exactly what you're saying. And one of the things that I decided was that it was time to up-level my tribe mm-hmm. and so that I could up-level me because I had some pretty big goals coming up. Sure. And so I had to, I had to get with those – I had to find people that would pull me up to that next level, and that's what I've done, and I've been very – grateful to those people that I've brought into my circle. Well, and that's what you'll do. You, you become the people that are around you. Mm-hmm. If you're around still broke people, you'll still be broke. No, right? But when you, when you surround yourself with successful people, you will raise your own game to want to meet that level. Yes, and they will help you. Um, you are also a sought-after executive coach with experience in management, sales, and leadership. Mm-hmm. What kind of individuals can benefit from coaching, and what benefits can come from working with an executive coach? Okay, here's the here's the the pat answer. Everyone. The reality is, is not everyone can benefit from an executive coach. Not everyone can have a coach. Because, right, in fact, is not everybody has a coach. Mm-hmm. The reason being, not everybody's committed to their own change. People fall into their own habits. You have to be committed. You have to be committed to your own personal growth. You have to have a desire and a want to change. You have to have a desire and a want to make the effort. And you have a desire and a want to be honest with yourself. And those are actually three questions I'll ask anybody who inquires about coaching. So are you willing to change? Are you willing to put in the time and effort, and are you willing to be honest with yourself? If you cannot answer that with a resounding yes to all three of those questions, you're not ready. Yeah. Bottom line, you're not ready. So it's the folks that want to make that change. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to stereotype a little bit because it's it, because I still do work with all types of folks, but I will find guys closer to my own age mm-hmm. are more open to change. They're more open. Really? To, yes, because they've, they've lived this life. And it's, it's like having a teenager. I don't know. I've, I've, I've had a couple of teenagers in my day, girls. And at 16, teenagers know pretty much everything there is to know. Of course they do. And you know nothing. And parents know absolutely yes. nothing. Yes. But now, my teenagers are now in their 20s, and now I'm a pretty smart guy, <laughs> which is good to know. So the epiphany for my son occurred about 21. Mm-hmm. 
And then he was like, wait, 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 wait. I, I need you. I need yeah. your advice. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. so. I've actually become a, a de facto coach for my youngest daughter, who is uh, very, very successful in her industry. As a matter of fact, she was the youngest general manager for the food chain that she works for. Nice. And she's been one of my, let's just say, uh, I've worked with her for years, and she uses me to bounce ideas off of. She now recognizes that that actually has a little something to say. How lucky is she to have a dad that is a coach? Well, uh, how lucky am I to have someone like her who put the time in, put the effort in, and has goals and drive? That's what I'm blessed with. Well, and I would highly recommend to anyone that's thinking about doing any kind of um, growth that you do reach out and find a coach, whether it's a life coach, an executive coach, any kind of coach that has been through some kind of training because even just doing the pre-course work for the school, for coaching school for me right now is already changing the way I think. And I just, I, I totally get the, and I've had coaches before, so I totally get the value of a coach. and what you do is not easy because it's not you're not you're drawing out what the student already has mm -hmm. right yes. so a little bit different from mentoring yes. and you're letting them make their own decisions based on some guidance is that that's exactly what it is okay. a coach is really someone who is guiding you is helping you bring out whatever is inside of you already i go with the premise with all my executives you're where you belong or where you are because you belong there and all I have to do is get rid of all the noise, the external noise, and help you focus on what's important. You already have the answers, but there's so much external noise that we hear every single day. We've got, it's, it's family, it's business, it's everything that surrounds us that kind of muddles the thing up. So my job is to clear that out, clear out all the noise, and let them focus on what's important, and be able to say, that's the obvious answer right there. I love that. I get it. I love that so much. So I want to talk about your social media for just a second and your bald truth, which you are so committed. You do that every day, right? Every day. You are so committed to it. We put out, we put out a post every single day uh, on, across all social media, our Instagram. Uh, we've got two Instagram accounts, Coach Rick Colster and Coach Rick's Bald Truth. We've got uh, Facebook pages. We've got a page for the book. We've got a page for the company, the Peak Performance Group. We've got Coach Rick's Bald Truth. Of course, my own personal page. And then, then of course, it's on LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to connect with me, find me. I'm a big connector. And it's always something positive. And again, it goes back to mindset. Mm -hmm. I write these out. So I do it for me. It's a very selfish motive behind it. Don't tell everybody that. <laughs> I do it for me. I'm, I'm not really doing it for y'all, but I really do it for me because I need to keep that positive mindset. Because, hey, I, I'm living life too. I've got stuff that distracts yeah. me. I've got things that are happening in my life. So for me, that keeps me positive. It keeps me having to think every single day about what is the next thing? What am I grateful for? Why am I here? What's positive? Why, am I, why was I even put here on this earth? Well, you wrote one that really resonated with me and I think can resonate with our job seekers because, you know, some of them may not feel like they're as qualified as others. And the, it was bald truth, uh, number nine, stop comparing yourself to others. Yes, we started a new series this year. We were up to over a thousand bald truth thoughts over the past, oh gosh, had to be over three, four years that would go up every single day. Uh -huh. And now we've redone a new series. So now it's a new bald truth um, success thought so stop comparing yourself you're not anyone else you are who you are 
be who you are. Be the best you that you are, you can be. And we all compare ourselves to the other. Heck, we compare to them, we've got the same nicer car, got a nicer house, got the right dog, got to have all these things that we want. Um, but what does it really get you? Are you really happy with that? Or are you just trying to beat your neighbor up or show you, one up your neighbor? We all have done it. Yep. You know, kind of, what is it, living with the Joneses? Keeping up with Keeping the, Jones, up with the Joneses. Joneses. Yeah. Yeah. So, Why? Who cares? Exactly. And I have a quote that I actually have on my signature line right now. I try to change those out about once a week um, because I come across some amazing mm -hmm. quotes. Sure. And the quote that I have on my signature right now, when I saw that one, I was like, oh, this so relates to what I'm thinking right now, is don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Correct. We're all at different stages in our life, yeah. and, and none of us are where the other person is. Now, I absolutely, absolutely believe in having someone mentoring and modeling after people. Yes. Find the good things that people are doing that have successful people have done because successful people do the right things. Model yourself. Don't copy them. Model yourself. That's the difference. It's not being a copycat. It's using some of those good experiences, traits, capabilities that you want to have that will allow you to take that next level in your own life. That is amazing. I cannot believe this, but we are just about out of time. And this went so fast, I didn't get to ask you all the questions I wanted to ask, but that's okay. Um, I do want, really quickly, for you to talk about your time jumping out of a plane. Oh, that was easy. That's it. That's that was actually a dream of mine. I've always had a dream to jump out of an airplane. I know it's kind of crazy, but I'm very kind of crazy. A, kind of an adventure junkie. So here I am. Um, I always had this on my dream list, kind of bucket list, if you call it. I call it a dream inventory. Uh, bucket list was to jump out of an airplane. Now I'm, a, I'm bigger than the average bear, so <laughs> commercial jumping out of an airplane was not possible for me. But I happened to meet um, at a football game. Gosh, it's probably 10 years ago now. Um, the leader of what was then, what is then, he then was the leader of the Navy SEALs leapfrog team. So I meet a Navy SEAL, which is real big for me, uh, and I'm like, wow, that was really cool. You jumped out of an airplane, and they drop, you know, when they jump out and they leave the football on the football field, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they drop in for Army-Navy, they drop in for sports events. So he happened to jump at, at a game that I was at, and I was up in the VIP booth, and he came in and sat down next to me. I'm like, dude, that was really cool. I said, he says, well, if you ever want to jump, I said, that's what I've wanted to all my life. He says, you come to Oceanside, you come out to San Diego, and you can jump. And I don't really get out to the West Coast that much. Right. But I happen to have a friend who lived in Oceanside, and about a month and a half, two months later, he called me up and says, hey, um, I want you to come out. I'm throwing a big party. I want you to co-host it with me. I said, I'm out. I called up J.C. Ledbetter, head of the Navy SEALs leapfrog team. And he said, uh, I said, hey, were you real or were you just blowing smoke up my skirt? And he went, no, real, came out. So we went out and we jumped and we did a tandem jump from 13,500 feet. And when you're doing what someone does it professionally, he's got probably 20,000 jumps at this point in his life. When you're doing it with someone, he goes, how do you want to go out of the airplane? I said, I don't know, you want a somersault, you want to spin, you want to do this? I said, I'll let you make that decision because I'm just holding on for dear life. And we went out and we hit a blast. Best experience of my life. That is amazing. And you wouldn't, I think you said in your book that you wouldn't have had that experience if you hadn't been open to that opportunity and looking for that. Exactly. I, had I not said, what you do is cool, and said, I'd love to do that. Just like you said to me, I have to talk to you. You came up and says, I got to meet you. Mm -hmm. 
it's, it's that intentionality that makes all the difference. So do it now. And if not now, when will you do it? <laughs> That's right. All right, I want to get to our VIP questions real quick. Oh, Are you cool. ready? Oh, I'm more than ready. Nobody gets out without answering those. Uh, a couple of VIP questions. All right, cool. We have a padlock on the door uh -oh. to the studio. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Whoa, let's see. Okay, um, I would take, first thing, I have my Bible with me. I knew I'd be closer to God, and I'd have to keep <laughs> reading that. that. I definitely have my Bible with me. Does oxygen count? Do I have to take that? Does that come with the, the You decide. The we right. kept it vague on purpose. Oh, okay. So I'm going to assume that we at least have oxygen and some food. I would take a survival expert, a guy named Tim Kennedy. And Tim Kennedy, if you're watching or listening to this, I want to be part of your survival guys. He's an amazing Green Beret, Special Forces guy that could survive. Okay. Anywhere. Okay. And I take... Well, we're going to have to tag him when we, we send this out to. on social media. And the last one I take is, well, Diane Lane. Because I've had a crush on Diane Lane my entire <laughs> life. My wife knows about it. <laughs> okay, it's perfectly so, okay. It's so, like that Friends episode with yeah. like the top five or whatever. Top five. Diane like, Lane. No harm, I, I no take foul. her because she's beautiful. She looks ver She's very interesting. And I'd love to just kind of get, get to know her. <laughs> As long as your wife's okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> how do I recover for that? Um, what is one thing that you do to set your day, every morning to set your day up for success? Well, every morning I have a devotional and I pray. That's it. I read a devotional and I pray. And whatever your religion, your faith is, and all that, that's me. Me, I pray. It gets my day started. Then I have my coffee and then start my day. So I'm starting off on the right foot. I love it. I love it. And others may, you know, choose meditation yeah. or something like that, but some form it's, of getting quiet. It's quiet time. Yeah. It's For me, that's my quiet time, and that's what I do during my quiet time. I love it. Okay, I think this is my favorite question. Um, if your life's work was being summarized in a, new, in a news article, what would the headline be? Headline? Oh, man. He lived his purpose. He served. Enough said. He lived his purpose and he served. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, Rick. And I think you told everybody how to get in touch with you earlier. Um, what is the fastest way to get in touch with you? Fastest way to get a hold of me is email me, rick at mypotentialplus.com. And our website is mypotentialplus.com. And you can see, look up The Bald Truth, Google The Bald Truth, or yep. Selling for Geniuses. That's our other book. Okay. And we'll, uh, we'll talk. Awesome. Mention in the subject line that you heard him on We Are VIP, and I bet you get some VIP treatment. Absolutely. You will get VIP treatment from me, emails, calls, whatever it is, I take them. Hit me up on social media. I'm always big on that, and I love to uh, see people and get to know people on social media as well. Awesome. Well, I just have one last thing to say to you. Okay. You are a VIP. Thank you very much. Casey, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. I absolutely enjoyed this, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again sometime. Oh, we will. Cool. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.